So my guess is that when some of y'all saw this new sermon series, The Generosity Project, uh, you were tempted to tune out. I know that for many people, when the church begins to talk about generosity, the the assumptions are, here goes the church asking us for money. Here goes the church asking us to give. And while giving is a part of a generous life, while giving is a part of generosity, there is so much more to it. Through this series, we're going to talk about how uh, generosity includes uh, giving, but it also includes saving, and it includes gaining as much as we can. Now, before you argue with me that uh, gaining and saving are not Christian values, that generosity is only about giving, I want you to listen to this. In 1760, the founder of Methodism, John Wesley, preached a sermon titled The Use of Money. And in it, he outlined three rules uh, about how to use money in in this world. And so here are the three rules. The first one was gain all that you can. Gain all that you can. The second one was save all that you can. The third one was give all that you can. Gain money, save money, give money. See, for Wesley, uh, giving and, uh, was just as much as uh, part of generosity as gaining and saving were. And so as we dive into this series, The Generosity Project, uh, my hope is that we will begin to look at what generosity looks like and what generosity is about. And my hope is that uh, at the end of it, we will have tools to practice generosity more effectively in our lives. And so uh, the reason it has the word project in it is because at the end of every sermon, I'm going to offer you an activity, a project that you can uh, uh, practice at home, put into practice at home so that you can begin to live a more generous life. The generosity project is an opportunity for us to not just learn about generosity, but put generosity into practice. So let's begin this week by talking about gaining all that you can. I've been doing a lot of research on John Wesley, and and what I uh, what I realized was that his first year at Oxford, when he went to school, he made about thirty pounds which uh, that was a pretty good amount of money to make in a year, especially for someone like him who was single. Um, he, he would have probably lived a very comfortable life at that salary. Well, by his second year, he was making 60 pounds. By his third year, he was making 90. By his fourth year, he was making 120 pounds a year. I mean, there's, this, uh, there's a significant increase in salary every single year. And it didn't just end at Oxford. Throughout his life, as Wesley became more popular, as he started preaching at different places, as he started writing more and more books, he eventually was making over 1,400 pounds a year. I mean, that's a lot of money for his time. You see, Wesley encouraged the making of money. Not only that, Wesley would have encouraged us to be entrepreneurs, to try as much as we can, to to do whatever we can, to gain as much as we can. Listen to this line from his sermon. It is the bounded duty of all who are engaged in worldly business to observe that first and great rule of Christian wisdom with respect to money, to gain all that you can. I truly believe that if Wesley was alive today, he would tell us to to work as hard as we could, to to make as much money as we could, to be entrepreneurs, to try new things, to to make money in even uh, easy ways, whatever we could, to to, to make as much money as we could, to to, to, um, capitalize on every opportunity that we possibly could. 
Now, look, I know this maybe goes against everything you've ever been taught or heard about the church and church people. If your experience is anything like mine, I've always been told that Christians are not supposed to make money. Even that Christians aren't supposed to save, but this particular one, that Christians aren't supposed to make money. That money is bad and that rich people are bad. You may have heard all these things too. And if you have, you may be wondering right now, well, what do you mean make as much money as you can? See, here's the thing. Money isn't bad. It's not. Money isn't evil. Making money isn't bad. People who have money aren't bad. Money is not bad. In fact, I want you to hear this. There is no end to the good that money can give. There is no end to the good that money can do. When we use money for good, Wesley would argue, it can make one of the biggest differences in this world. And so he would encourage people, go make money. Go earn as much as you can. Work as hard as you can to earn as much money as you can. He just cautioned about one thing. Don't work to the point of exhaustion. Don't work to the point that your life and your health are in jeopardy. Make as much money as you want. Work as long and as hard as you want. But don't sacrifice your life and your health. Which begs the question, how do we work as much and as hard as we want in order to gain all that we can without experiencing that burnout, without uh, affecting our health and our life? Well, let me tell you the answer. It's actually pretty easy. Sabbath. Practicing Sabbath can help us trust God even in the midst of everything we have to do. See, Sabbath is a type of trust that is willing to say, I can stop for now. I can slow down for now because God will continue to provide for us. Sabbath says, it's not on my shoulders to work every single day to provide for all my needs. Sabbath says, I trust that God can provide. Now, let me be clear about Sabbath. Sabbath is not just a day off for you to sit on the couch all day. It's not a day for you to watch football all day. It's not a day to go out with your friends. That's not what Sabbath is. Sabbath is intentional time set apart to be in God's presence. Sabbath is an opportunity to stop everything you are doing. Anything that in your mind you think, I have to get this done in order for things to be okay. It's an opportunity to let go of all that that stuff and instead trust God. See, for Wesley, we were allowed to gain as much as we wanted, but never at the expense of our health. See, to put our health at risk in order to gain money meant we didn't trust God. And not trusting God meant we weren't practicing Sabbath. Gain all that you can. Make all the money that you can, but rest. Practice Sabbath. Take care of your health and your life. 
This is what Wesley said in his sermon on the use of money. We ought not to gain money at the expense of life, nor at the expense of health. Therefore, no gain whatsoever should induce us to enter into or continue in any employ which is of such a kind. Wesley would encourage us, make money, but don't sacrifice your life or your health for it. And the way we avoid doing that is by practicing Sabbath. Does that make sense? Wayne Muller, he says this, he, he has written some books on Sabbath. He says this, Sabbath is not dependent upon our readiness to stop. We do not stop when we're finished. We do not stop when we complete our phone calls, when we finish our project, when we get through this stack of messages or even get out the report that is due. We stop because it's time to stop. See, Sabbath acknowledges that we need to stop, that we need a rest. And after that rest, we can go back to working and making as much as we can. You see, when we're willing to make money at the expense of our life and our health, we have, uh, uh, what, what basically happens is that we have stopped trusting God. And when we stop trusting God, we begin to work and, and make money at the cost of our own health and our own life. You, you see that pattern? Do you hear that never-ending cycle? That's why Sabbath is so important. I want you to listen to this text from Exodus chapter uh, uh, 16, verses 3 through 4 and verse 6. It says, The Israelites said to Moses and Aaron, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread, for you have brought us into the wilderness to kill our whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day people shall go out and gather enough for that day. On the sixth day, though, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. See, let me explain what's happening here. Uh, the Israelites were traveling. They had just been freed from Egypt, and they were traveling to the promised land. And, and as they were journeying through the wilderness, the, the time between Egypt and the promised land, as they were making their way to the promised land, uh, God told them this. For six days, for six days, you're going to gather bread, and you're going to uh, eat enough bread uh, uh, for the whole day. But on the seventh day, you need to get on the sixth day, actually, you need to gather a little bit more bread so that on the seventh day, you can just rest. Work for six days. Work as hard as you can for six days. But on the seventh day, rest. See, Sabbath forced them to put their trust in God on that seventh day. Sabbath forced them to stop working and say, it's going to be okay for one day. It's going to be okay if I stop working. It's going to be okay if I don't go gather. Sabbath reminded them that God provides for their needs. Therefore, they can take a break in the midst of working as hard as they can to gain as much as they can. You see, the same is true for us and in our lives. Taking Sabbath forces us to trust God that we will have enough. Taking Sabbath 
forces us to rest in this never-ending journey of, of working as hard as we can to make as much as we can. See, I want you to hear me clearly. It is okay to work as much as you can. It is okay to make as much money as you can, but never at the expense of your health, never at the expense of your life. And the best way to avoid that is by practicing Sabbath. I've got to be honest with you, though. I'm not very good at practicing Sabbath. I wish I could tell you I was really good at it, but I'm not. When I was in seminary, I think I, I, I was at the lowest point of my ability to practice Sabbath. Uh, I remember my second year of seminary, I was going to school full-time, which meant uh, uh, you know, 12 hours of classes, plus all the homework that came with it. I was working at a local hospital as a chaplain part-time. I was, um, and they also gave us some assignments because we were going through a chaplaincy education program. Uh, I was also working at a church part-time, um, and I was trying to launch a new uh, worshiping community uh, up at a church there. And, and so I was getting paid part-time is what I tell people, but I worked a lot longer than that. I was also um, you know, writing sermons and uh, working on strategies and outreach uh, programs for that, that, that ministry. I was, um, I was also working at a different church on Sunday evenings, helping with youth worship. And if you're quick at math, you'll, you'll realize very easily that I was working a lot more than the hours I had available to me, which meant I started sleeping less. I started eating less healthy. I started exercising less. I mean, I just had a really unhealthy uh, pattern. I was afraid to stop because I had so much to get done, so much to accomplish, so much to prove. And in my failure to stop and trust God, I started struggling with anxiety and depression. I started struggling with my health. See, Sabbath, the practice of Sabbath, Sabbath tells us, go ahead and work. I was loving all the work that I was doing. I, thought I was living comfortably with all the money I was making. It wasn't much, but I was happy with what I was making. But, but at the end of the day, my heart was longing to work more. My heart was longing to make more money. My, my heart was longing for all the things that I needed to not long for. And in my longing for those things, I lost trust of God. I started working not because I wanted to, because I thought if I didn't show up, everything would fall apart. I started giving myself too much credit. See, Sabbath is important because it keeps us from getting to a place where we think eh, it all depends on me. It all rests on my shoulders. Sabbath, intentional time apart from this world, focused on God, reminds us it all depends on God. It reminds us that God will provide. It reminds us that there are bigger things than just making all the money that we can. It reminds us that our lives and our health are so much more important. 
So like I said, I'm bad at practicing uh, Sabbath. And so I, I have this project that I want to offer you and uh, really offer myself as well as we go into this next week. So uh, I have this box that um, uh, Katie helped wrap for me. And um, we're going to call it our, our Sabbath box. And, and, and I want you to just grab a box at home. Maybe it's a, a, a I don't know, maybe it's a, a paper bag, a grocery paper bag or, or uh, any box that you might have. Grab a box, uh, cover it in paper. Of course, ours is orange. Um, and one day a week, one day a week, I want you to get anything in your life that um, keeps you from practicing Sabbath. So for me, look, I have some stuff on here like uh, my wallet. Um, wallet because I end up wanting to pay bills on my time off. My work keys. Uh, I'll put my, my cell phone. I'm going to put my Bible. And now listen to me on this one. <clears throat> During Sabbath, you're supposed to spend some time reading scripture. The problem for me is that when I sit down and read my Bible, I've, I've, I've turned it into reading for work and reading to prepare sermons and reading to prepare Bible studies. So I'm going to put my Bible in there. Uh, I'm going to spend some time in prayer, right? Uh, you know, put your laptop, put your, your iPad, put any devices that would keep you from practicing Sabbath, that would distract you from practicing Sabbath. Put it in your box and then set a timer. If you've never practiced generosity before, maybe you can practice uh, for 10 minutes. Set a timer for 10 minutes and, and uh, your timer can, uh, you know, you, you, set, you put everything in there, you start your timer and for 10 minutes, you just focus on God. You spend some time in prayer. Maybe you open up your Bible and you, you, you uh, spend some time reading scripture. Maybe you light a candle and you reflect on ways that God has been present in your life. For 10 minutes, Put things that distract you, things that keep you from practicing generosity. Put them in a box, put them in a bag, put them somewhere. And just practice Sabbath for a couple minutes. My hope is that 10 minutes will eventually turn into 30 minutes and eventually will turn into an hour and eventually into a couple hours. And then if we keep at it, we can eventually spend a whole day in Sabbath. Beloved, Work as much as you can. Gain as much as you possibly can. Wesley would encourage us to gain as much money as we possibly can, but never do it at the expense of your health or your life. Make money. That's okay. That's part of a generous life. Making money is part of a generous life. Go and make money. But don't forget to stop. Don't forget to slow down. Don't forget to practice Sabbath. Let us pray. Gracious God, I give you thanks for the practice of Sabbath. God, you give us the freedom to work as hard and as much as we want. You give us the freedom to, to uh, gather money, to gain money. You, you give us that freedom, but God, remind us. Remind us in the midst of that to stop to slow down, to put our trust in you. God, help us to practice Sabbath. And so as we, talk, as we, as we journey through this project, God, I pray that uh, even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, however long we practice generosity this week, God, I pray that it may become a part of our lives. I pray that it may become a part of who we are 
God, help us to stop, to slow down, to put our trust in you, even in the face of busyness, of work, of gaining all that we can. God, we pray this in your most precious and most glorious name. Amen.